Welcome back to our series, That Part, Intimacy and MS. And this is layer nine in our second ever Myelin and Melanin party line. Today we are joined again by veteran partiers, Carlos Kareem Windham, Damian Washington, Ardra Shepard, Miss Tripping on Air, and our newest guest, a friend and also a patron, Beth of Bethy Bright and Dark. And this conversation or party line is really, how do we describe it? An after hours. Unfiltered. Yes, just no holds barred uh, conversation about sex, period. Yeah. Yes. And we also wanted to add our disclaimer because this is a, it's a heavy episode, <laughs> <laughs> heavy after hours episode. <laughs> And it's, it's a gentle reminder that this content is explicit and not suitable for little ears. So you may want to tuck them in bed before you get your groove on. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, please um, get ready and uh, enjoy the episode. Yeah, or get your listen on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to season three of the Myelin and Melanin podcast. I'm Dawn. And I'm Dana. We're just two black women sharing our musings on life, MS, and everything in between. You can always find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're a fan of the podcast, please consider supporting us by becoming a patron through our Patreon. Patrons can gain exclusive access to bonus content, giveaways, chances to join us on the Myelin and Melanin party line, and more. We'd like to thank our music producer, Shah Severe, for providing our podcast music over the years. You can find him on Instagram at shah.severe, and you can also find him on YouTube. Welcome everyone to the second party line. I'm glad you are all here and doing well despite our global crisis or circumstance and we won't get into all of that because I'm sure everyone is kind of exhausted about talking about COVID so we'll just move forward. You want to talk about sex? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much better than COVID. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, we have a wonderful new addition today to the party line. So today we have Carlos Kareem Windham. Hey now, hey now. We have Ardris Shepard, Miss Tripping on Air. Hi. We have Damian Washington. Peace. <laughs> and of course, Dana and I. So, but we have Beth. Beth has a blog called Bethy Bright and Dark. And I would love, or we would love for you, Beth, to speak to us and tell us about yourself and um, share a little bit about your MS story. And Oh, geez. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey. Hey, everybody. Hey. What up, um, Beth? 
hey, so nice to meet the ones that I've not met yet, you boys, you yeah. girls. I feel like I know fairly yeah. well. Um, so yeah, I um, like you said, like I've said earlier, I am probably the newest at this whole having MS thing in this group. Um, I was diagnosed um, almost five years ago in 2015 after um, having a very strange um, healthcare like debacle over the course of about three years. Um, I was, I think, I think typically people with MS get uh, diagnosed much younger. I was 48 uh, when I was diagnosed. So my weird shit started happening around 45 and you know, I couldn't find a doctor. The doctors just kept telling me that I was healthy and that there was nothing wrong with me. And, you know, it was totally normal that sometimes when I stood up, I just fell down and, you know, maybe I should get my hormones checked and maybe I had this, or maybe I had that. Well, it just went on and on and on. And nobody once thought to send me for an MRI, which um, now in hindsight is just crazy frustrating yeah. because that should have been the first thing that they did. But yeah. Um, yeah, so my presentation of the disease was pretty much um, all about mobility. Um, I started with numbness and trouble walking and, um, you know, falling down just intermittently, which, of course, was like a big joke, you know, among my friends. Like, you know, don't take her out and get her drunk. She's going down. But like, <laughs> it was, um, you know, it was kind of at the it was a, it was it's sort of a high point in my life. Um, I had gotten to a point in my life where I was like super happy and feeling very, um, I don't know, this is comfortable in my self and in my world and in my job and in my family and in my relationships. And I was kind of riding pretty high. And then, you know, I finally, I decided after being told for three years that I was healthy and knowing that I wasn't, I decided, okay, I'm not putting off my life anymore. I'm going to take a trip to Italy. Um, by myself with a group of women, a group of eight women I'd never met before, and um, which was amazing. We went to yeah. Florence and a bunch of great places in Tuscany. But on a day long, you know, walking tour of the city, I just um, I lost my legs on the way up a hill to see a fancy church, and um, scared the hell out of me. <laughs> you know, I couldn't move. So they basically, I just like sat on the side of a hillside in Florence, Italy with a bunch of, you know, I made the strangers, my friends go ahead and mm -hmm. sat there and cried my eyes out for a while. And, um, you know, needless to say, when I got back from that trip, I called my doctor and I was like, yeah, yeah, not, so, this isn't right. Like something's wrong. Right. Got an MRI of my entire body. There was no gray area. It was like, yep, you have MS. And it, you know, no question at all about it. It's, I present classically my symptoms are, you know, all below the waist because my lesions are almost, they actually are hundred percent on my spine. I have a pristine brain, which is crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, right. I, I, I really, I kind of gloat about that because it makes me feel like sort of cool that I say that. Like I got, a, I got a pristine brain, but like, it's been, I'm still in the thick of it. And if you've read my blog, which I know some of the, the ladies have, um, it's a very personal sort of account of my experience of trying to come to terms, which is kind of where the bright and dark comes from, because it is both of those things and everything in between. Um, I, I am a horrendous oversharer. 
um, into the weeds, into the details. It's, you know, it's really personal, but it's cathartic for me. And honestly, it's the only thing that helps me. So it was Audra, I think, when I, when I found um, the blog, when I found Miss Tripping on Air, I was like, all right, this is what I need to read. This, is, this makes sense to me. And it, it sort of inspired me to take my story more public, which, you know, I've, I've, I'm a writer. I've been a writer my whole life, and I've written every day of my life, but I've never written anything publicly. So thanks to Ardra, I am now a blogger, and um, that's kind of where we are. And I'm still neck deep in it, trying to figure out how to live with this stuff. You guys are all pros, so I I learn a lot from you guys. Oh, you're a natural, Beth. Yes. Like anytime, <laughs> anytime you reference me as inspiration, it's like it feels like high praise because like you're a natural. Yeah. Oh, stop. And and yeah, also but- your your story is one that we need to hear. It's it's you know it's different. It's not sugar coated, and yep. uh, yeah. I think it adds a lot to you know the canon of what's out there. Yeah, all that it, it shocks me, frankly, that anybody reads it because it's so freaking depressing. And I, I, um, I joke about it because I'm like, that's where I get my sort of, that's how I deal with it. You know, like I have to, I have to make, I have to make funny about it because otherwise it just, it gets overwhelming. And mm-hmm. as you guys know, who are much more experienced with this than I, you know, I had just like gotten to a point in my life where I had this fantastic life like I built a life for myself that was centered around my desire very deliberately to live independently as a single woman mm-hmm. um I've been single for a really long time we'll like segue into the whole sex thing but like I've been single for a very long time by design and I'm it just dawned on me when I was thinking about coming on tonight with you guys how pissed off I am at MS for ruining that for me (laughs) because damn, I had, I had a good thing going there and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, curveball. Yeah. Yeah, It's not so easy to, you know, be the, the lady that has, you know, a man in every port and Mm -hmm. the phone, the phone calls from the friends of, of relationships that I've built over the years. And that might sound scandalous, but it was sort of like, that's how I lived, you know, like I was happily single. Yes. And, and then I'm like, okay, last time I got one of those text messages, like, Hey, how you doing? And my answer is, um, I have a chronic disease and I can't walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a boner killer, Beth. So you are in, you're definitely in the right place or yes. in good company being an oversharer because I think that we all yes. are at this point and yes. it I, is, it. Uh, I guess it's cathartic to overshare right now yeah this, <laughs> this is gonna be the three hour podcast <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that I talked for way too long and now I'm not gonna say no no, really no, not at all. no 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 Thank no. you for sharing your story. I, ma- I made a funny joke. That is all. Please, Dom was speaking. Continue, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's all. No, I was just saying how therapeutic, cathartic it can yes. be to overshare. Mm-hmm. And I will allow someone else to take it yes. from Y'all, we, we the only ones who understand, y'all. We the only ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, the, the symptoms aren't the same. Nope. Um, we are not the same. But no matter what, you 
you get in the ring with the same thing. Yeah. Period. It's almost and, like an instant intimacy, which I found with a couple, like, I don't know. It's probably, I, I always think of you, Audra, because you were the first person that I really connected with. Mm-hmm. And I always thought to myself, this woman is going to think I'm a complete psycho because <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we're friends. Like, I feel like, and I felt yeah. that way from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I'm I was glad, so grateful I for feel it. Like we're friends too, so yeah. But I was yeah, like, I'm, no, just, I'm like, I found this person on the internet that knows stuff, yeah. and and it just was instant. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like yeah. you're right. It's just a really cool connection, and no, it, for, out of a the, really shitty thing. Yes. Out of a out of a really shitty thing, in a lot of ways, you're, you're turning the poop into flowers. I and guess so. What? No matter who makes what, this podcast. Ardra's vlog, uh, Carlos's smoke and mirrors, my jam. You make your thing, and you put it down. Whoever picks it up, that's on them. And how they pick it up, and and in what ways, and how deep it is, and that's on them. And you're here for it because you put it down in the first place. So for someone to have be having feeling some type of way, like oh she's gonna think she's gonna think I'm a this because I like it that much. She's like, no, I'm glad you like me that much because this shit sucks. And I yep. drove yep. myself to be my most crystal clear about it in this way over and over and over and over again for years. And so you found some of my archive jams and, and, that, and that bumped with you. Respect. Cool. There's no yeah. way I can find that um, weird or abhorrent or freaky or anything. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can't. I, I can't you know what I'm saying. That's it. So, it is like a well, weird it phenomenon. It can be weird and freaky too, though. It can be weird and Come freaky on, and delicious. It. it can be all of those things. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. It can be. It can be welcome and weird and freaky. I'm just gonna throw that out. You was 100 right, Daddy. On no, you know, I can't argue. You know, I love and it. to extend one more, one more bridge of 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 extending friendship. That's right. Uh, well, well, I am happy to to be introduced newly to the to the uh, group of folks who are meeting your work. Uh, mm-hmm. I uh, identify as they them, and I am gender fluid. So very rarely uh, do I identify as a boy, uh, but uh, I I am very well aware that the world does perceive me as such uh, more often than not. So that only offers more complication. Right. To the turducken that is trying to have sexual relations as mm. an MS disabled person. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so extending more of that oversharing for the world. There it is. Love Guys, it. I, yes. just, um, I, I posted today something that I'd written about sex and MS on my blog. Mm. And I just want to read a comment that somebody wrote in about it. Um, Is it a nice some, one? Um, I think it's like, Uh-oh. I think it's, I think it's a conversation starter. So this mm-hmm. comes from Clinton who says, I'm a dude with MS. I didn't realize that the blurred double vision and dizziness right after orgasm was an MS thing. I think he's probably having some heat sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I, I had kind of given up on sex and relationships I hate having to have that discussion with someone that I'm totally into and that is into me as well, telling them I have MS. I hate seeing the pity come into their eyes, followed by the looking for an exit strategy. It almost feels like MS is an STD to most people. Feels like I don't have anything to offer anyone 
besides dealing with an uncertain and terrifying future. Wow. Okay, girl. So, you know, uh, may, may I? May I? If I may. Tackle it. Let's what's hear it. it. Yes. What's up? What's our friend's name? Clinton. I don't Clinton. want to be upset. I, okay, Clinton. Hold on. Let me get my hackles back down first. Uh oh. Clinton. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> I'm. So, it's hard, right? It is difficult being a person who is uh, forced to be vulnerable by nature, right? In particular, if you are adherent to this gender binary in which you ascribe yourself as beginning by saying, I'm a dude. When you say that, 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 that is not only saying that I'm a male, you're saying you're a very particular kind of male. Mm. And then you talk about that. And, it, and, and honestly, what is perceived as strength by those who, who ascribe to that particular level of maleness is the sort of strength that means that you cannot express vulnerability, right? And what we're learning in this new age of Aquarius, presented and brought to you by COVID-19, right. is that if nothing else, you need vulnerability if you're going to make it in the world right? And that includes in your sexuality. And certainly if you're going to be able to express any sort of sexuality that's going to be able to bring you mutual pleasure with you and whoever your multiple partners or single partner happen to be. So all of that framework that was brought into it, absolutely it's going to make it more difficult because you're forcing yourself into these places of being reserved that are being ascribed to you again by this false binary that doesn't exist. You know, gender doesn't really exist anymore. And we're not really doing that anymore. And if, you, if you're doing it to yourself, it's going to put you in a position where you're not able to be as vulnerable as you ought to be for your own comfort and your own strength in terms of your relationships with your partners, future or present, I would think. Do you May think? Um, go ahead. I was just gonna, I was gonna um, jump in to say, um, obviously I identify as female, um, but I, I, I reacted to that statement very, um, it almost hit a little close to home for me, not from the sort of macho um, maleness of it, but from the perspective of I don't, I don't date. I don't even think about it because it is so beyond me um, as a person, not as a female person, even just as a person, as how I could um pull that kind of relationship into the mess that is everything you know and this might be unique to me because you know i'm a five-year-old here you know i'm just five years into this i can't even get my head around how i would have a relationship and i'll go even further i as i said built a life for myself that was kind of based on I'm just going to say it, you know, I had a lot of casual sex. Mm -hmm. It was, it was, you know, safe and it was respect, you know, respectful and responsible and all those things. But, you know, I've been, I was single by choice and with intention. And 
I don't know how to do that anymore with all of this happening. And it's really, I don't think of, I went from thinking of myself as what I would call a very sexual person and a very independent and sort of free person to somebody that, you know, I can't even get my head around it yet. And then, and I'm, I'm almost embarrassed to say that, but it's the God's honest truth. Like, I I can't, like, I, I don't believe that I would make a good partner sexually right now. So I avoid it. And I guess that's like, I don't know. Like I, I add it to the list of things I felt like uh, the list of possibilities that sort of I felt like changed for me overnight. I mean, it doesn't, it's not bad enough that I'm a 53 year old single woman who, you know, lives in a world where youth is extolled and celebrated and, you know, you have to deal with all that crap of, you know, am I still attractive? Am I still this? Am I still that? But on top of it, I have this fucked up, excuse me, disease. Yeah. But like, how do I even explain that to somebody? You have just How do I said, even get close enough to do it? You've just said so much. I'm sorry. That, no, 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 I'm not no, saying that. No, no, no. no, that was, you said a lot. Um, and we were going to. Um, Clinton brought it out in me. I feel no, like I should uh, no. thank him. No, yeah. yeah. So fucking Clinton. Uh, Clinton <laughs> had to go there. This was supposed to be like fun. Seriously. One of the things that um we were gonna talk about. So we sent you guys a meme the other day. And you know, I think the meme is really like it says a lot and it's very powerful. Um yeah. you there. Don, will you just and and yeah, this is I'm, all this is all gonna relate back to what you said, um, Beth. But would you read the, the yeah, really I, quick, I have not? it pulled up. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. So it says, we think we want sex. It's not always about sex. It's intimacy. We want to be touched, looked at, admired, smiled at, laughed, laugh with someone, feel safe, feel like someone's really got you. That's what we crave. Okay. And when I read that, I like laughed to myself and thought, no, fuck that. It is about sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I that's that. what it's about. And yeah. I, so I've had a mess. I got, I got lots of intimacy guys. Like I'm surrounded by people that love me. Right, and I'm understood and yes. I, I'm rich in sometimes it's just about sex. Yeah. And so, um, Don and I were talking about this, um, for a while off um, the call and so I've had a mess for 16 years this year. And in the early part of my disease, I was very asymptomatic. No, um, you know, no, you know, nothing messy, not, not a lot of symptoms, anything like that. But that being said, and for most of you who listen to, the, for listeners, for you who listen to the podcast, you know that my mother has MS as well. And so MS is not something that is new to me conceptually. I know all about MS. That being said, when I was diagnosed, I was not going to be that person with MS. I was, I was 23 going on 24 years old and prime of my life in grad school, you know, whatever. Like, and at that time I was young, very free and, you know, sexual person. 
So that being said, when I was diagnosed, like I was not going to be somebody who adopted kind of like the sick role as somebody who had MS. I needed to make sure that I was still Dana. And so, you know, Don and I were talking about this and I totally, and without hijacking this whole conversation, but I feel, and we were talking about this, Damien, when you walked into the call, I feel like in the early part of my disease, MS kind of turned me into a sex addict. And I say that to say that I used, like I'm diagnosed with this chronic progressive incurable disease, but I was determined not to have it change who I was. So I used sex as something that I had full control over to help me maintain that sort of There's nothing more life affirming. There's nothing right. more life affirming that you can do, right? right? Yes. Like it literally is something that creates life. Like it, yes, you want to feel alive. Like I feel like that, I don't know, that's my dime store, psychoanalysis. No, well, yes. another spit on it. And, and this is again, like you want to talk about an overshare, but I went through the same thing at 30 after my husband died. Mm-hmm. I went on a tear. I was mm-hmm. like, um, I think part of it, is it's also part of it is part of a, it's a it's a grief reaction right mm, it's like yeah. i will not be viewed as this like at the time it was i will not be viewed as this i mean people looked at me and burst into tears like yeah. i was like i won't be a tragedy i'm gonna mm. i'm gonna be as fabulous and as exciting and i'm gonna do what i want to do with who i want to do it with i've earned mm-hmm. like i went on i went crazy yes and I feel like it's also a bit of a grief thing because I know MS, my diagnosis, felt the the parallels to what I went through after that, you know, after I became a widow at 30 are so direct, you guys. It's, you would think like, what could the two possibly have to do with each other? Mm-hmm. It's identical. It's, it's the grieving process. And it's, you know, when you think your life is A and all of a sudden, it ain't anymore. Yeah. You yes. know, Beth, when you were just talking about grief, I had never thought I had never like for me when I like psychoanalyze the situation, I totally think like it was a control thing. It was because I can't control this crazy ass disease. I can control my sexuality. I can control right. who I am because that's who I am. I mean, obviously it's not all of who I am, but that is something that I control. Sex is something that I've been very good at and enjoy. So I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to take it all the way. And yeah, but as you, when you said grief, like I, I mean, I never thought of it like that, but it is, you're grieving like the old Jew, because when you're diagnosed with a shitty disease like this, even if you think it's not going to change who you are, it does. Like you, it it's a everything. Right. A continual grieving process. So, right. Wow. Well, I guess maybe, yeah. maybe we look to our sexuality to think that it'll change something. I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, it also depends on how you viewed your sexuality before, because as Dana is talking about how the way she went through in her twenties, I will fully admit that I got validation from sex. Mm-hmm. I got yes. sort of like, I got like, okay, somebody wants me lots of people do yes and that gave me some kind of weird validation and when you don't have that validation anymore it's 
I've had to think about it quite a bit, you know, because I have gotten a couple of those, you know, hey, text messages. W-Y-D, like, what you doing? Yeah, right. yeah. Or I'm in town, wanna, you know, want to hook up. And I'm like, um, mm. no. Mm-hmm. But, and like, and I got to tell you, when the answer is no, coming, if my mother hears this, she will be make, she will just <laughs> roll in over. But if the answer is no, coming from me, that's a, that says something. That's something. Right. And it hit me like a ton of bricks where I was like, wow, I am literally not that person anymore. Are you um, all afraid to express yourself sexually now? Yes. I, I, and I, I'm asking all of you, even the married couples or people here. Are, it, it, does that... I'm like, there's married people here? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I was, just, I was just thinking. Sorry, the married people, not couples, but... I mean, so Beth, yeah, I mean, you can, anybody can chime in, but I just wonder, are you afraid of that? Because I feel like I am now. Oh, I totally am, without doubt. Afraid of who? Expressing yourself. Your, your sexually. Yeah. It, yeah, physically, yeah. I mean, my, and I've talked about this, you know, in a couple of episodes that are going to be airing or that have already aired when this will air, but like it's my mobility has changed a lot over the years. And I'm not, and I'm the same person that I've always been. Absolutely nothing has changed in terms of what, like who I am sexually. However, Mm. like expressing that physically Mm. is going to look different and I don't know what it's going to look like. You know what I'm saying? And who do, how do you find a safe place to try? Yes. I mean, I've literally yeah. made a list of people yeah. that I could ask. Like, literally, mm-hmm. I've said, yeah. there are three people I could name, which I won't for mm. their own safety. Uh-huh. But there are three people <laughs> that I could say, all right, I want to see if I can still do this. Will you do this with me? It's not going to be like some hot, crazy right. hookup. But like I said, it might be bad. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hello. Come <laughs> on. I mean, haven't you seen the thigh flings? Yeah. We have have (laughs) some cool eyes here. So not hot. No, come on. You guys, no, Beth, no, I'm not joking when I say this. Like, and maybe it's hard for you to believe, but actually, like, come on. Yeah. No, I I feel you. There's there's the the road for, for jest in that it's like, one, this person is wants to have sex with you. Step one, that that takes care of a lot of the well, let's have sex together plus X, Y, and Z. Like the X, Y, and Z, man, that's taken care of at the let's have sex. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like gosh. from the jump, from the jump. If we bone it, then let's go. <laughs> right. I just always assume, and that's like I guess that's like another. We we were laughing earlier, saying like, are we going to talk about how sleazy we were and. I swear to God, like, I, I just assume that there are people out there that, that do, which that sounds terrible and cocky, but like, I know those, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I don't see myself that way anymore. And it almost feels like, I feel like I'm a fraud in those situations that like, mm. I have to disclaim, you know, like, maybe that's like, just a, a, know. things aren't the yeah, same. Yeah, that, that's a fake it till you make it, Beth. Yeah. <laughs> I really think like if somebody wants you, you know, I think sometimes um, 
I'm hesitant to say this, but I think sometimes we think we're more broken than we are. Like as mm. much as, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I respect yeah. that. And I think that's a really smart thing to say. And it, you hit, that hits very home for me. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm going to add to that too. The, the, I'm as broken as I think I am. And one of the parts of the journey is getting over the ableism of the past. And, so right. and getting yeah. to a place of actually being able to love yourself radically as you are, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, it's true for each of us. This is not about you, Beth, but this is just a truism. Until we get to a place where we're able to love ourselves wholly and yep. out loud, the idea that somebody else is going to be able to, sure, you're going to make it more challenging for them. You've just created more barriers, right? But if someone's out there throwing bait and, and, and you're responding, then knowing what comes with that, again, is only part of affirmative consent, right? And in fact, can be quite sexy. But that's part of embracing your own sexy and owning it for all that it is, right? Whatever size, whatever shape, whatever moment you happen to be in, if that is part of who you are, right whether it be your sexuality your disability whichever range of it it is then you've got to you've got to own it you've got to own it and once you do believe me honey once you open up they will come do you know you're what i mean you're so right in so many ways yeah. i can't even tell you because i do things um it's it's you know it's it's kind of a it's i'm openly ashamed of how um superficial i was before this and I don't even think I realized, like, I didn't realize what an ableist I was before this because it never dawned on me. How terrible I, is that? I've heard that before on, on um, other episodes of this thing, people talking about that, like, dang, I didn't know how ableist mm -hmm. I was. Yeah. Yes. yes. And yeah. now I've forced myself. Instagram is a wonderful, it's scary place. But I have forced myself to follow um, a couple of accounts. Yeah. of people that are either disabled or who are non-binary and identify um you know differently than i do or or i have people that are just very open about experiencing sexual their sexuality in their their place where mm -hmm. they are and it is I'm not gonna lie, it was hard for me at first to even see that people felt sexual. I mean, it's, it's shocking to even admit that. But I was like, oh God, yeah, people, people are still, they're still doing this and mm -hmm. wow. And it really, you know, it's embarrassing to me how close-minded or how sheltered or how specific, maybe that's the right word, yeah. I was in my life with this is how I'm sexy. This is why I'm sexy. Mm -hmm. And this is what mm -hmm. value that brings to the table. And you're, I've been forced and what you've just said is so important because I'm forced to think of that entirely differently. Mm -hmm. And Jesus, I got to be 53 years old before that happened. That's shocking. Well, and it's let shocking. that be a lesson to any temporarily abled people who might be listening right now, right? That, 
it's it's a statement about like what I have the capacity to give, even in a quote unquote just sex scenario. Like there's not just anything in my life anymore. Everything I do has to have an intention. Yeah, I think so. That's I miss I miss just sex. Like I I think I will miss that down to the depths of my soul. Yeah, (laughs) listen, just to be able to see that since I was 23. Like, this, yeah, yeah, I can't even get my head like, around that. It's not, that's yeah. My mind. But just to go back to what you were saying, I feel, Beth, like, if you were looking at your MS doppelganger who's out there in Instagram world somewhere following you and was thinking that they didn't have as much to give, um, like, I feel like you, would, you wouldn't believe that about them, even if right. you believe it about yourself. Right. Arthur Shepard, ladies and gentlemen. Right? <laughs> why do you think I started? Why do I, you know, she, I followed her in the first place, guys. <laughs> how this whole thing started. Right. But No, but what, you're right. You're absolutely right. What was the gentleman's name? Clifton or Clinton? Clinton. I, I think what he said was, was touching. It touched me. And I'm calling him Clifton. Okay. <laughs> Clifton. Okay. I kind of like that better. <laughs> I'm just doing it. I'm just going to Clifton. Okay. Go ahead, you guys, guys want to hear, you guys want to hear another comment then? Yeah. Sure. Yes. Okay. Here's one don't, from Jeanette. Don't let me forget my thought, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. No, no, yes. no. Sorry. Go on, Dan. Don, give, give us your thought. Oh, it, it's really simple. And then you can go on. I, I think it's about self-acceptance. And that's where we, Dana and I started with this series with the sex and intimacy series. It's about accepting and loving yourself because you cannot receive love in any sort of intimate situation without accepting who you are, what you are, and and being empowered by all of the shit that comes with this disease. I believe all of that, uh, but I would add to that that Uh there are some really practical physical things that happen that are not just psychological, but okay. are symptoms of MS that can yeah. fuck up your sex life. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. that like, those are like real, spasticity real... guys. Try having an orgasm when you're, it sends you into a complete body. <laughs> oh, yeah. seriously. Right. I'm not joking. Yeah. No, you don't well, have to tell me. Like, so, yeah. as, as an yeah. owner of the Hitachi magic wand, I feel like this is a public service <laughs> announcement. <laughs> So, can I just that advice will give you bad spasticity attacks. I'm going to overshare, and Byron's going to kill me for this, but I, <laughs> I think he'll be okay. But no, the, he's so he's my last sexual partner, and we're in an intimate moment, and my body starts to go into complete shaking. I don't know, and I had not reached the big O or anything yet, but it just started to shake and shiver. And he was like, are you okay? And I started laughing and I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, this guy's going to probably think I'm, I need to go to the hospital. He even having a seizure. <laughs> or he thinks he's the man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, right, yo, right. Where, where are all these anxious thoughts coming from, man? Come on, man. Your man B could have been out there like, yo, I lean with a rock with it. You know what I'm saying? Now, I made her it's a, it's shake. A, Right, bro. That's a that's a that went from a two on a Richter to a six, and all I did was just move my hips. That even rhymed. Come on, man. Oh, oh god. god. I, I don't even 
even know where I was going with it, but okay. Yeah. All right. So I, I want to hear a comment. Okay. This yes. is from Jeanette. Yeah. It's from Jeanette. She says, the last time I had great sex was 2009 and I peed mm. all over my husband. I think mm. he was totally grossed out, although he handled it well. I was diagnosed that year. That was the last time we had sex. Three years later, we were divorced. <gasps> I have sex a few random times since, sometimes good, sometimes not. But I haven't had an orgasm since 2009. I miss the closeness, not so much the act. Maybe I would feel right. differently if I could right. actually maintain a relationship. Correct. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Guys, I don't find that that shocking, which is terrible, I guess. I mean, not which, being able to have part? an orgasm. Well, okay, well I find things. like not being able to have an orgasm can also be a symptom. Yeah, because true. It, it was oh. for me. Uh, hello, yeah, <laughs> and like it yeah. took me a really long time to figure out how to have an orgasm. And I think I was in my, I want to say my late twenties. So like that's a symptom that I don't know that people, people who aren't as, I don't know, knowledgeable or who don't have great MS specialists or who aren't as open or comfortable or whatever. Like I don't. Your first in your first feeling might be to jump to there's something wrong with me, but not that there's something wrong with me physically, right? You know, and that's a very real thing. Yeah. And the I mean the second part of that that I that I reacted to is that I also think, and I guess this is is the and this sort of maybe is a different podcast topic because this one is about sex. But I also feel like it forced sex in our world, in our society, and the way we think about life has, was so important to me. It almost became like how I valued myself, you know, yes. in so many ways, like I, you know, I have a great job and I have this great life and I'm this and that and the other thing, but I was judging or value, you know, putting value on myself based on my ability to be a sexual, I don't know what, dynamo or whatever. It's almost, it's interesting to me to say to that person, that commenter, that Jeanette, that, you know, there's not all, it's not always something wrong with you if you're not like a wildly sexual person. Mm -hmm. mm. Because I feel like there's a lot of pressure to be a sexual person and to be somebody that is, you know, all about you know, well, I have this disease, but it's not going to keep me from, you know, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe your priorities change along the way. Maybe you get, I'm struggling because uh, this is like, I feel like this is sort of like an audacious or like a bad thing to say that maybe other things become more important to you than, than that. I think, okay, I'm going to interject. Is that terrible? It's not terrible. Um, but I think sometimes we don't try necessarily hard enough. I think it's really important. And I think it's important for maintaining relationships. I think MS can really fuck it up. I think it's like easy when that's you don't feel point. like doing very good point. You don't feel I'm like single. doing it to just <laughs> yes. give it up. But like, I think sometimes even when you don't want to, even if you want, it's good to want to want to. And it is something that doesn't always come easily, but it's, and it, sometimes it is something that we have to work for. And I think that is like, we are like movies have taught and trained us 
to believe that it just happens magically and spontaneously, amazingly every, like, but like everything with MS, you know, you have to do it slower. You have to do it shittier. Um, you have to like find a way it takes effort. It takes planning. Um, but I think it's, it's not always best to just jump to like, I'm going to focus on other things. I think it's important to prioritize it. It's like, it's a human need. It's a connectedness. It's healthy for relationships. It's healthy physically. Um, I'm not saying it's the only way, but I, I don't think we should be so dismissive of it. I think we should prioritize it. And it's hard yeah, for me heard, to say that yeah. because yeah. 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 No, I heard my girl saying she wanted to come. I didn't hear, I didn't hear, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, yeah. and that's not to say that gotta be everybody's priority. Right. But that sounded like, no, you know, I was with this dude. This is how it, it it came about that I was diagnosed. It happened to be while we were having intercourse. He was an asshole about it. He left three years later. And now I'm trying to bust a nut. And that is fair. That's reasonable. That's a very, very reasonable place to be. And, and I think that what was said is absolutely correct, right? It, 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 that losing, losing that quest is not necessary and giving yourself the space to know that it can take time and it can take mistakes and it can take trial and error is just part of it which is not to say or dismiss the idea that you shouldn't have other things in your life too mm-hmm. but that's you know that's too right you, you, we need all the spices we need all the spices let's not throw any out we there were whole wars for spices let's let's carlos green window ladies and gentlemen okay <laughs> yeah okay yes yeah sometimes i say shit i don't know <laughs> it comes up pretty damn good well what carlos was saying in some of our previous episodes like the other round table we had he you had said something carlos i'm not going to misquote you because i don't of course because ms don't remember everything but you were just saying oh, i don't much. know what i said either <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what what you think i said what you pretty think much said? there's more than one way to 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 do this there's more than one way to yep. to, to peel the apple you know what i oh, mean yeah. like and and it's not just like yeah okay so i want to i want to use a toy but are you, are you like afraid to use it because you have MS, but it's like, there's no difference. Everybody's using a toy. You know what I mean? It's right. not, it's it, just because we have MS doesn't mean that this is, there's something wrong, you know, yeah, to no, we get just have more props. We just have more. Exactly. Props. Right. Right. You know, we just have more toys. That's all. Which I got to say, like when I was a baby was not baby, but like young with MS is not something that, I feel like way back then when I was 23, there was like stigma to that. It was doctors Mm -hmm. are a little bit cooler now where they're like, Hey, try this. But, Mm -hmm. um, it was not something that was ever talked about. Like I remember the first time it was, um, you know, out her, my cousin who was like, we need to go vibrator shopping. And I, like, I was like a little bit nervous about that. Like that was still kind of like a stigma taboo thing. Now it's not now we're way more woke. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ugh. Thank God, said the woman who's been It's like so right much now. more, it's so mainstream now. It's, you know, it's not like. Yeah, but it's also part of embracing your like independence. Like for me. Yeah. Like doing that, having, realizing that sex was something that I didn't necessarily need a partner for. That mm-hmm. sounds like that shouldn't be such a revelation, but like it kind of was because. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I was, you know, figuring that out for myself. And it was sort of awesome to realize mm -hmm. that I could feel sexual, be sexual, you know, do things. And I didn't have to worry about there being another human involved. Right. And, you know, there's a big part of that too, because if you eliminate your sort of sexual self, it's your point, you know, but then you're cutting that you out. You're cutting that out too, you know? Yeah. But does that, doesn't that make you feel sexy though? Knowing that? I don't know. Does anybody, I don't know. Maybe that's knowing, just, knowing oh, what, yes. like knowing that you don't need someone else to make you feel good, to make you yeah, feel I satisfied. Right. I guess you're right. Self porn is the best porn. Are you kidding me? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, the reason why I hesitate is because I don't, I, I think there are layers to it. I think it's very empowering to know that, you know what, I don't need anyone involved to make me, to make me come, to make me do what I want and need to do. However, like there's another layer that like, I want somebody to, maybe I want you to walk, watch me you know what i'm saying like i want somebody maybe i want you to admire me sure you know what i'm saying like like yeah like, like what the meme was saying like kind it, of yeah and you don't little, have to be involved like maybe it's a whole like voyeuristic thing i don't know but like i and maybe that's just putting too much value on me as a sexual person but you don't even like we don't. Hey, I don't think there's. I don't think the you same can room. put too much value on. Yeah, like maybe, and I mean, I'm being Frankly. really extra now, but like maybe, like maybe I'm seeing you watch me. Like maybe you're peeping through my window. What you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like there's a, a another. They uh, there's a piece missing if it's just me alone. Oh, yes, and you know, like the it, real thing. It. Come on, baby. Ain't nothing like the real thing. That's Marvin, <laughs> right. Marvin Gaye sang a song about it. That other lady was on it too. Come on, baby. Like, you these can, are you also can do... like it's also like universal issues that people yeah. have mm -hmm. about sexuality, yeah. regardless nothing to do with that. Right? Yeah, we'll talk. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We just have that extra point. layer. That makes right. us all get on a conference call to, to <laughs> chat about it all. <laughs> Talk about it. <laughs> but but bottom line is it's 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 still that it's that connection or it's that urge yeah. or it's that like it's what it's so many different sides of the the coin or iterations of the Rubik's cube, and we right. just have the extra layer. That's it. Right, you guys. I want to I want to read you one more comment. Yes, I, mm -hmm. this one this one's really like positive. I think so. Kristen says. To all that, I'd add that even if it's no longer a delicious, no tickets tilt a whirl, even on the days it feels like one more job, sex is essential to any long term relationship complicated by MS. It's the best way to shove the disease out of the center of your relationship and into the corner where it belongs. It's mm. the intimacy equivalent of a triple espresso. It's a reminder mm. of all the reasons you wow. connected to begin with. If MS has the ability to suck all of the oxygen out of the room, sex helps brings it back. So that's pretty amazing. I think she wow. needs to be the blogger. Right? Shit, yeah. Kristen. Right? Go Kristen. Wow. That was Kristen, awesome. ladies and gentlemen. Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my job on the call is to applaud. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Well, well I, no, I just I, I facilitate that. That's all. Sorry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is Would so true. No? I mean, that's no, amazing. 
I loved all three of those comments that Ardra read. Uh, I think they all have some sort of value and gives us something to, something to think about. Um, I, I just would hope that Clifton or Clinton. Cliff, Cliff, Clinton. Clinton. What yeah. was it? I, I think we can call him Clinton. Cliff now. I mean, it's Clinton. Clinton. Yeah. The man named Clinton. It was a little joke. His name Clinton. Be nice, y'all. Don't be like that. Clinton. We no, love you, Clinton. We love you, Clinton. We do. We do. Yes. yes. No, I just hope he finds some sort of, uh, you know, solace. I think the thing is, through. like, don't give up. Like, don't. Um, this is like MS takes so much from us. This is something we can take back. Yes. Like there, there are ways around it. There are workarounds. Keep trying. Yep. I got to tell you, I, I want to make sure that the thing that the big important thing that you said doesn't get buried in this, all this conversation. And that is, it just hit me over the head, like a ton of bricks when you said it is like, yeah, everybody has these problems. Mm -hmm. and they're not specific to us. And I feel like that's so important to remember because what MS also does is it makes you real fucking self-centered. <laughs> it really does. Like you just yeah. think everything that's happening to you or me, we'll say I'm hypothetically start talking about somebody, me is the worst possible thing that can be happening to anybody in the world at that given moment. And the truth of the matter is, is when you step out and get just an iota of perspective, you realize that that just isn't true. And, you know, I think it's really important what you said, Arthur, because that was, you know, maybe something I needed to hear, but I'm sure it's something that other people yeah. need to hear too, is that just, it's not just because you have MS. In a way, this is one of the things that makes us just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. We all struggle with these things. Whether or not people admit it is another thing. Right. Well, I think one of the gifts of MS as I roll my eyes and throw up in my mouth saying it is that it, it sometimes does force us to hyper focus on finding solutions to things that might otherwise be easier to ignore. Right. We're excellent right. problem solvers. Yeah. Totally. Wow. And we are the evolved. We are not just like everybody else. I'm going to push back on that one too. Right. Because again, that like everybody else, one makes the assumption that folks who are living in their uh, mythology of, of being forever and there's gendered, you know, silo. Right. That, that all those systems out there <laughs> yeah. think that somehow that they are, they are some standard bearer of any access to what humanity is. And again, it is further and further and further that we pull ourselves from these false binaries in which we find ourselves in our full humanity, which gives us the opportunity to see other folks in theirs. And so that's, that's a very when, important when I, clarification. When I talk about us being involved, right? I'm not saying that hyperbolically, and I'm not saying that to somehow suggest that that you know folks who don't necessarily have this chronic disease are not evolved. But what I am saying is is a universal reality that we know to be true. If they're going to be diamonds created, it is going to be because they've been through the rough, right? And that's in all of humanity. Okay. And so because we've been through things and because we're be going through things, we do have a, a hyper awareness and hyper understanding that just simply is not afforded to temps. You know, we know something they don't. 
Yes. They don't and can't. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Now let's all go have sex. Wild. <laughs> Promiscuous. Whoa, crazy. hold on now. What's happening? <laughs> what are we doing? Please, all right. no, please, no, no. none together. I'm like, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Oh. Now it's a party line. Contacts out of my phone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. There's a minute for that party line. That's a different. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you want, but yeah, no, you and Paul oh, and in Toronto, like that, it, it's a whole lot. For me, I'm like, no, I just had sex yesterday. <laughs> David's like that little too. sitting on the oh. side. Oh, like, no. what? What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> I just had sex yesterday. <laughs> oh, my God. The it best. <laughs> it was that wow. morning jam. You know that rise and shine? Yeah. <laughs> this is a party line. This That's is a party hilarious. line. Nobody's doing heavy breathing. I'm sorry. Sorry, folks. <laughs> oh my God. Yo, you are ridiculous. <laughs> oh my this God. is good. Yeah. Wow. No, no yeah, there's, there's a lot. Time flies, there's, doesn't it? Oh, the yeah. time flies when you're having fun. I mean, there, there's does. sex, there's sex, there's intimacy. There's love, there's uh, partnership, there's together. There's so much that's jumbled up in it um, that could that could get boiled down to <laughs> as well. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Those, those are, those that are was, your... That was an overshadow That was right a there. grand finale. <laughs> <laughs> Those those are the two um, extremes of the um, uh, what is it the um, you know on one side is that on the other side is that and on the you you find your life in the middle you know what I'm saying yeah um, oh man I lost my metaphor because I made the other thing too funny never mind <laughs> <laughs> because MS but no, right? that that, that happens sometimes it, oh scale like... that's what the hell I wanted to say yes okay it's your, it's your you're on on one on one end of the scale. Yeah, it's just sex. Mm, that was nice. On the other end of the scale, it's like no, I I love it when you smile at me and we're together and I feel I make you better, you make me better, and together we are something else. And especially when we make it in together. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That, the, the, the ends of the spectrum. You know what I mean? That's that's what I mean to say. Yeah. But this is a topic, like you said, sex, intimacy, all of this. It it is something that we have to discuss because we are not talking about. Well, we are now. <laughs> yeah, right. we have opened those floodgates. I was like, wait, didn't we just do that? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's so much in the MS space is like, you know, here's how to beat spasticity. Here's your yeah, diet. So right. Here's yep. my mobility device. Here's right. there's mm -hmm. so many different aspects, uh, facets to this uh, shitty jewel, if you mm -hmm. were. But uh, something that don't get a lot of light is this sex thing. And mm -hmm. if you have a good neurologist, the good neurologist will talk to you about that and be like, hey, uh, how's all that going? You Has know, anyone's like, neurologist on this panel have this conversation with them never no. the idea yeah, of having come on, on right yeah, oh yeah. Yep. My you have a you have a unicorn neurologist is all i can yeah, say I know. Yeah. This, this guy this guy is the effing man hold on uh, i want that neurologist. You, 
Okay, I know you. Yeah, you do. You want to hang out with Andy Wu, but it's CK Dubs. Have you had this uh, conversation with your neurologist? Not, no, not with mine. No, okay. mostly just because of him. Mostly just yeah. because of him. Uh, <laughs> he's great. I love him. Uh, should it come up, I suppose it shall. But uh, so far, no. I've, I've, I've. No, uh, we've not breached. Uh, we've not breached that that topic. You guys yet. are going to love the conversation that we have with Dr. Boster. Oh yeah, I can't that wait is, to hear that. It is so good. It's really he amazing. Really I have fantasies about getting in my dude. car and going to see him. He's so uh, close. He's, yeah. a, he's an intense dude. He is an yeah. intense dude. Yeah, in I'm all of yes. the bestest of ways. Absolutely. Said, said the in, other intense guy. <laughs> yes, he is. I can't a wait to jam. We yes. like he needs a fan club, and uh, yeah, like I want to write his name all over my notebook with like stars. <laughs> right, <laughs> and I've already done it. This is Seth Foster. This is Seth Foster. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we Mr. and Mrs. Foster would like the pleasure of your company. I've already done it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that he's already married, so he's going to Details. He will get Details. a kick out of that. I know. Making hearts out of the O's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. All over my trapper keeper. Ardra, to answer your question, Trapper Keeper, with Kirk Cameron on the cover. (laughs) But um, to answer your question about talking to my neurologist, the answer is no. Directly no. But Mm. it's not because she is afraid to approach this topic. She's amazing. Mm. And I know that if I said, hey, this is what's going on. Let me talk to you about it. I wish that she was like more open with it like she would bring it up because then i would have thought about it but that's just, her job it's her like it's not mm-hmm. your job like she right. needs to right. know that's yeah. a sensitive issue right you know like she needs to draw that out of you i am literally laughing imagining right. the conversation that i would have with dr scott about sex like now <laughs> i'm gonna write the blog post that is the imaginary conversation that i'm having with the great scott about I, sex. I would actually I'd love to write that about our dog. Oh my God. Except it would only be me talking and him passed out. On the exactly. Ground. The doctor's probably be saying, uh, Mary Beth, uh, yeah, but um, the studies have shown that, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know, can I, we'll see you again in July. How about that? <laughs> well, the conversation we had with Dr. Williams, too, Dana, that they're going to enjoy that one because she does. Who's talk Dr. About- Williams? Now, Dr. Dr. Mitzi, Mitzi Williams. Williams. Yeah. That's Dr. Mitzi Williams, girl. That's right. Catch up, boo boo. Yeah, she's really good. I don't know this person. I need to learn more. Yes, Dr. That's Mitzi what I'm saying. Catch Williams. up, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told you anyway, I was a newbie. I told you. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm talking. I told you. Catch up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but she does talk about that. And she says that, you know, a neurologist should be bringing this up. A neurologist yep. should talk about it with their patient. It's not just on the patient to say, hey, this is what's happening. I'm afraid that I'm losing my libido. Help me. Right. My rock star neurologist brings it up every single time I see That's him. That's amazing. Like, for, that is. for the first, for first few times, I was like, no, everything is cool. And I'll be good. And then oh, like, that's so funny. I've been like, no, just let us talk about our options, sir. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, so the fact the fact that that's not 
not only not commonplace, but that's standard protocol in people providing care to other people with serious central nervous system diseases. Who right. knows well, is I, at the root of that? That's but I not think, for me to say, but it's not. But part of a conversation like this on a podcast like this in a public forum is people like us like demanding better on behalf of not just ourselves, yes. but on uh, for okay. all of us patients. All of us. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. And that that's what makes Dr. Boster stand out and so unique because he does in and he says this in the episode. He will start making jokes and talk about it and just to kind of gauge and see where his patient is, where they're right. at comfort is so that he can say, all right, we're going to dive right in and start talking about it because he's not afraid to approach this topic. That's so amazing. Um, I yeah. know. No, I, you what see I really vibrator recommendation? I have not. It's if like it doesn't the have video, the, it's, I think oh, he makes like a buzzing sound and he's like, you've got to get one that plugs into the wall. Like he's Oh yeah. Well, I did see it because I remember thinking, yeah, he knows about the Hitachi magic wand. Yeah. I was yeah, really he, impressed. Yeah, of course it's a Japanese machine, man. They make I mean, the best. Thing. I'm telling you, there's no question, and I'll, I'll write. I will write pages and pages about that one someday. Two two years ago, my wife and I went to Japan on a whim. We went to Tokyo for four days on a whim, oh, and cool. then we we were there, and we're like, we have to come back here. <laughs> and like within six months, we were back there for two for two weeks and went all over the country. Um, and man, I just, that's just a joke about the Japanese and the Hitachi magic wand. If you have been to Tokyo, you understand how those are the only people on the face of the planet that can make that type of thing. I believe that. I believe it. I believe it. I'm a fan. Me too. Oh, I'm a fan. Yeah. That was the most like passionate I've been all call. I'm like, I am a fan. I want everybody to know. <laughs> What a recommendation. That's my recommendation. Wow. This is a good conversation. Yes. <laughs> this was awesome, you guys. It is. Thank no, all good. of you for your vulnerable. Thank you, Beth, for sharing your story with us. Oh, gosh. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having world. me, you guys. No, I love this. Yes, thank you. She, she was a virgin. Yeah, you started it off, Beth. You yeah. Know? Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. You started oh, it off. Oh. And yes. yes, Dawn, she was a virgin. So, <laughs> we've all, Unintended. We've, we've all, because we've all been on the podcast before. That's what it is. Yes. That, that is all. Hey, I'm just, I'm, just happy to, I'm just happy to not be the uh, token white girl. Hey, yeah, right? get it. Look. Look. Since somebody's got to be the token. I'm I'm used to it myself. You know? like I, 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 gentle with the, me. I mean, that was the, very um, kind. The acronym I've come up with is the OBG. So you know, I'm the only black guy in a lot of my spaces, and every now and then you do see another, you know, OBG, and that's the other black guy. But more often than not, you are going to. Uh, I have meet. a very good friend that has that tells that very same that very same story. And yeah, I love you even more. And yep. he black? He, oh, uh, he black? yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is, he, this is what I'm trying to tell you. This is why <laughs> I mean, he's the OBG. Have to be, right? To be the and, OBG. And, and then on top of that, more often than not, before you see another OBG, another black guy, you will see another type of OBG, an only black gal. 
you'll see the yeah. you'll see the only black gal. You'll see the only black gal more often than not. And most in, in many more spaces, you'll see two black ladies before you see my black ass. And then people will all assume that you know each other, right? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, you know, half of them, yes. The other half, you know, I I'm not gonna even finish that joke. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's 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 real, man. It's real. Like we all do dope, dope stuff, man. And it's a pretty small corner to be painted into. And what we make, I've been able to make out of it, like you know, Carlos, you you've been making your things, and uh, Arthur, you've been making your things, and we're on a thing that someone else has has been has made only because of this terrible disease that we've yeah, been saddled with. And yeah. like, how, how many people are you bringing together? How many people um, are you helping to bring a voice to um, uh, through you? And it's only because of this shit. In a lot of ways, we're all dumb beetles pushing our big ball of crap. And I, we, I frankly, I had enough crap. And this one is, is sort of been given as well but it's like well i'm gonna keep on pushing this ball of crap until i'm on my back and my legs up in there you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> so, well and to be honest the just... fact that i'm even a part of something like this um beth well, of 2015 on december 1st when she got that news would have never believed yep. it so i'm just yes, grateful yep. very grateful because it's meant so much to me you guys i've taken so much from the work that you guys all have done so, well, thank you for being the other white thanks. girls here today. <laughs> I play the part yes. extremely well. <laughs> born, I was born for this role. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, this is well. So, uh, I guess we will bid adieu to everyone and ask where can people find you all. Go I'll go first. Go ahead, because <laughs> it was. I'll hop in the silence. DamienWashington.com. DamienWashington.com. D A M I A N Washington. Um, find me on Facebook. That's my name. Find me on Instagram. That's my name. Find me on Twitter. D Dubs fifty seven. D E E D U B S five seven. And YouTube. I am um, tripping oh, on air. Oh yeah. Oh, on YouTube. I thought you yes, said YouTube. YouTube. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the most important thing. What's wrong with me? On the YouTubes, my YouTube channel, No Stress MS. YouTube.com slash No Stress MS. Weekly vlogs um, about life with multiple sclerosis. Come join the party. You delivered that with like such a sales pitch. I right. Tone. Could you by just that. could you like tell everyone where to find me? Because right. I feel like you're gonna sell <laughs> right. it better than I will. Look, Lady Shepherds uh, mainly is at trippingonair.com. Okay, the the uh, the hilarity and the shape. The it's not caustic. It's not. It's like the it's razor with, sharp is what it is. is that's what yeah. it is. Laser fucking sharp. sharp. Laser <laughs> freaking sharp for laser sharp insights to this whole wit. disease with some wit and some humor. Um, that's where sardonic humor. Sardonic humor. Sardonic. Yes. Thank you. That, that's the word I was searching for. A lot of that's what yeah. I was searching for, Carlos. <laughs> the sardonic humor that comes along uh, with living in this skin. You'll find it on One of the Thank best, you. if not the best, with a capital T. Believe that. Yes. 
Thank All you. Right. That that I mean, really I, was a way better than what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to say anything now. I'll talk about Dude. Beth. Yes. Beth's blog is Beth ah. Bright and Dark. And you can find mm. her on Instagram. But really, her blog is where mm. it's at. It's like the real deal. Um, it's a... Oh, gosh. You know, I think Beth would describe it as um, like more dark and negative than I think it is. I think it really just like, no, I think it like, it shows the struggle in a real way. And like, um, there's nothing else like it out there. So check yes. out Beth, Bethy bright and dark.com. Yeah. Bethy with a Y, Bethy with a Y. Bethy with a Y. <laughs> Obviously, what kind of loser spells it with an IE? <laughs> I, was, I was sitting here typing in it in my, on my web browser. I'm like, who the hell spells it? IE. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank Some you. wannabe hacker. Yeah. I'm honored. Carlos, where can we find you, CK Dubs? Oh, all the places. Uh, I am by my own name, Carlos Kareem Wyndham, on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Caballo Negrito. You can find me on Instagram at El Caballo Negrito. And uh, I use words from my mouth hole in all of those places. And well. also the best fashion ever. Yes. Oh, definitely. Yes. Oh, you know. I can't. You know. Yes. I try. Yo. I try a little Yo, yo. <laughs> real talk. Real talk. Real talk. I'm putting a pen in all of this because we talk about Carlos's fashion sense right yes. now. Thank you, uh, Ardra. <laughs> yo, Carlos did a talk here in the L.A. area. And so I'm in LA and he did the talk and um, what, what was the place? It wasn't Pasadena quite, I can't really remember, um, but it was not what you would call a quote unquote near my, my house during rush hour type of thing. I was <laughs> on some, in LA that's not something you want to do, but I'm like, no, I'm going to go that see that That is some serious commitment. And put, I'm going to get that man a pound, you know what I'm saying? Um, show up, he do the damn thing. Dude, the scarf you had on, Carlos, right? man, I was sitting there and I was like, yo, I need to get me a scarf. <laughs> I'm a tall, you need I'm a tall, Carlos to get you man. a scarf. So it's like, bro, the that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because I, I would, I would, I would get a motherfucking, you know, buffalo or some shit. No, man, yeah. you need you. A, a real like I can't even call it a cravat it's like a I see I don't even know what it's called Carlos anyway <laughs> Carlos had the fly fashion and I, I can uh, 100% um, con confirm that he is indeed a fashion aficionado of the fine well style. and it would be confirmed by anybody who's seen me in true life that I smell every bit as good as I look as well all right. Okay. Very, very important. Snapping, snapping. <laughs> Love it. Very important. <laughs> yes. Bottom oh, line God. is all you guys are really dope. And yeah. um, yeah, I just I don't have words right now. This is just <laughs> very like I feel very full. Like this was this is good. This is awesome. It was. And now, Bethy, this is what I mean in some way about holding the space. I get it you now. Might, you might not have a lot to say, but your heart might be full. Yes, so exactly. That's, that. that's such a great idea. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. Yes. Well, I, I'm hungry because, you know, after sex, you work up an appetite, and I'm hungry right now. So, 
we talked also about that it. meant <laughs> that you had sex before this podcast uh no absolutely not <laughs> that, that, that's I, all i heard well the talk i should say the talk oh <laughs> Ooh, talking about sex gets you hungry what you into what's happening <laughs> I yeah, no, know. I, 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 I told this in the joke. Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. Excuse me. No, no. That's Not a mistake. Oh, my God. <sighs> well, thank you, all of you, for coming on to this. Um, I'm always a downer in the last party line. I'm like, well, this wasn't fun. It wasn't a party. But this was kind of like a more of a party than the first one. What do you think, Don? Definitely. Yeah. The first one we talked about shitty MS drugs and now mm-hmm. sex. So we're just kind of. I can't wait know. to see what the next one's going to be about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is it going to be? So, yeah. Yeah, I always have a fun time on the party line. I'm happy to sit here and chat with my friends. They're mildly melanin. Call now. <laughs> <laughs> next time we're inviting Miss Cleo and we can all get our. Oh, stuff. yeah. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't it be really cool if Dr. Boster joined us on the party line? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We should I I think no, we should try to make know. that happen. I we would I would dork out so bad. I know. It I would all just too. be like I would black shot and ridiculous. <laughs> right. Like Dr. Boster. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Boster. I wanna say something. No, I can't. Now we are We'd all be speechless. Like, we're such motor mouths. And then, yeah, I don't know. And all of a sudden, Dr. Boster appears. Yeah, Yeah. I think we should try to make that happen. Yeah, we should. Definitely. Yes. Uh, um, I I did something for MS Views and News with him. And he is what? He's him, man. He is him. Just like I am me. So, like, y'all know, because y'all did an interview with it. And it's just, like, dope that someone is submitted so... So turned inside out about it is what it is. It's obsessed with creating this content. Yes, as a man who makes his living by being obsessed. Um, yep. I, I see it. Game recognized game, and like yep. he's even he's way deeper than me. So respect, man. If you do that too, yeah, yeah. Because I know we have all spoken with him individually, but not all together. You know what I'm saying? I think that this. I have happen. never spoken to him, and I would love to so let's make it happen yes work on um it. what um as stanislavski would say uh, act as if it were so we're, <laughs> we're gonna set it up we're gonna set yes. it up but then you act as if it were yes. <laughs> yes. we, just, we hope that you all tune in to the rest of the series and um and just sit tight because it's really good and yep. i love this conversation yeah yes. i love it so thank you guys stay safe um when all this chaotic craziness and um yeah we will all talk soon thank you all for right. having talk us to y'all soon. Thank, thank you, you so much okay. peace. Bye. Peace, Bye. peace thanks for tuning in to the myelin and melanin podcast You can always find us on the web at myelinandmelanin.com, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at myelinmelanin. You can always subscribe to us on YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.